You are listening to Kingdom Faith, where we talk about the Christian life, the good stuff, and the hard stuff. My name's Phil, and on this week, I am going to talk about how to be a young leader in your church. And this this week, you just get get me and, and no guests. A little bit different, maybe a little bit of shorter, even of an episode. But I just want to share with you, you know, what it was like for me and, and what young leaders uh, might need to know and, and maybe even uh, just some fears and doubts in leadership as well. But uh, maybe you're struggling to find out how to be uh, a leader in your church. Maybe you think you're too young to, to serve in your church. So these are some of the things that uh, I'm going to talk about this week in the podcast. Um, some of my early roles in leadership, my first thing that I did was I just started serving. As the number one thing that I did was was just start serving in the church and and doing you know small things like painting and and some of the ministries that we do here at this church. I went down to the the soup kitchen and, and things like that to, to serve meals and and that kind of just got me hungry just to serve and just to see what it was like to to serve in a church as well. But the first leadership role that I even had in the church was children's church which is you know a children's ministry where we teach um, kindergarten to to fifth grade and I know one of the things that I initially thought when when getting into that leadership role was I don't know enough you know I don't know even some of the basic bible stories and so I was hungry just to learn about you know the bible and you know but I really felt like God was calling me elsewhere um, so I did that for about a year and moved on to youth because that's just what it felt like. That's what God wanted me to do and um, did youth and immediately same things came up, fears and doubts. Doubted that I could do it, you know, fears that I was going to mess it up, that um, I wasn't going to be successful at it. And, and maybe you who are listening, uh, you think that maybe you've thought the same thing, uh, you know, being, you know, I'm, I was 22 or somewhere around there, you know, doing youth and just really thinking that that I was too young. I was too young to to be a leader. No one was going to listen to me. Um, that was a huge one. Um, who would take advice from a 22-year-old um, when they've been in church for their whole life and, and you know they're in their 40s or, or even 50s? Um, how do you be a leader to, to someone older than you? Um, and just just keep thinking that, you know, you, know, you, you weren't good enough to to do what God uh, had called you to do. But then moving into to pastoring, God called me to be a pastor, and that was a huge fear. Not only, you know, now that I, I'm teaching, you know, in youth, I was teaching kids younger than me. Um, in children's church, I was teaching kids younger than me. But now as a, as a, a being called to pastor, I was, was going to be teaching adults. Um, and that was a scary thing because there's those fears and doubts come up again doubted that who would who would listen to the gospel from someone who was younger who was going to listen to the gospel um with someone who who didn't know as much as them um you know satan just kept bringing those fears and and doubts up that that you're not good enough you're not good enough to be a pastor here at new life you're not good enough to to teach kids you're not good enough to teach in in the nursery or or do sound or or whatever leadership things that your church does do outreach or those types of things fears and doubts you know satan puts on us to keep uh, the kingdom from growing 
and those are some things that I experience in the roles uh, in this church. And to be honest, um, I have to battle those fears and doubts in leadership every single day. Um, and I think most people in leadership would agree with that, that those fears and doubts, they keep coming up and up and up, and they hold you back from doing what God has called you to. And I think that is huge as a leader to know that God is the one calling you. He's the one that commissions you. He's the one that prompts you. He's the one. But when we think that, you know, I've been given this, I've, uh, you know, um, so-and-so, you know, gave me this, um, it's easier to not do it. It's easier to just let it go. Um, but when you know that you're commissioned by God, called by God to do whatever it is in the church, it's easier to, to get past those fears and doubts. Not that they don't happen because they do happen. They happen a lot. And especially if you're young, and that's what we're talking about here on the podcast, young leaders. Um, and that is crucial for your church to have young leaders. Obviously, um, just as a you know a, an, an obvious one looking in, is if you don't have any young leaders, your church will become stagnant and it won't ever grow. Um, if you don't have young people coming in, if you're not giving up some responsibilities and positions to, to young leaders to for them to grow and learn and fail and succeed and, and all those things. Um, your church becomes stagnant and it doesn't get to, to move and grow where it needs to because the Bible calls us to to train up our young ones, to train up uh, young leaders so, um, so that the church might grow. And I think the best comparison that we see uh, in the Bible when it comes to young leadership and growing in in the church helping it is is the relationship between paul and timothy um i think this one gets used a lot because it's so clear uh in the new testament that paul was was timothy's mentor and and timothy's young um and he's pastoring uh, a church and and paul keeps encouraging him not to to give up to keep teaching and preaching the word of God. And I think God reminds us of that through scripture to not give up on the calling that he places on our lives, even when fears and doubts might come. And I can only imagine that Timothy had his fears uh, and his doubts in his leadership role. And I, and I know that Paul uh, encouraged him to, to keep going and keep moving. But those are some of the fears and doubts that, that I had in leadership um, as well. But I want to talk about these five points. These five things that every young leader needs to know. If you want to be successful in, in the calling that God places on your life, um, you need to really know these five things. And there's some other things uh, that, we won't, that I won't talk about here in this podcast, um, but I think these are the five crucial things. And number one is God can work through you regardless of your age. I think we see in Scripture all the time God working through young leaders, God working through uh, young people in the Bible to accomplish uh, God's will, God's work uh, here on earth. Um, and I, that, that's just a big encouragement to me as a young pastor, knowing that God uses people regardless of their age, because that is how mighty um, our God is. And, and I think First Timothy here shows us uh, a beautiful picture of just... God working through us regardless of our age, and Paul encouraging uh, Timothy um, not to not to struggle with this. 
So 1 Timothy 4, 12 through 14 says, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech and conduct and love and faith and purity until I come. Devote yourselves uh, to the public uh, reading of Scripture, to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect uh, your gift which was given uh, which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. And I think with just that passage, you know, Timothy's young, and, and Paul here is saying, don't let anyone stop you from doing what God's called you to do, but, but set the example, be the example for the, for the believers that, that Timothy's in charge of, that his responsibility to, uh, to the believers that are there, um, you know, and be the example in the things that he says and the things that he does to love them uh, in faith and purity. Um, and it says devote yourselves to the public. Um, devote yourself to the calling God has on you, which was, you know, Timothy was, was to be the, the, the pastor there, which was to read the scripture, to preach and to teach. And he says in verse 14, do not neglect your gift. I think many of us, because of the fears and doubts that come up, um, whether maybe you're the the worship leader um, and you just feel like you don't have the best voice and and you don't feel like you want to put everything you have into it, um, I would say don't neglect the gift that that God's given to you. Or maybe you're a good giver, or a good uh, you're good in hospitality, or all these different types of spiritual gifts that that we get through the Holy Spirit. Um, don't neglect the gift that's been given to you, but but pursue the calling that God places on your life. Um, and He even says that. Not only is, has God called you, but um, the, whole, the whole body laid hands on you. Um, this was not something for Timothy to just throw out the window whenever he wanted. This was his calling to be the leader there, to hold, to be held accountable. And I think here with, with, with number one being don't let, don't, just knowing that God can work through you regardless of your age, knowing that he worked through um, all these different, Bible characters. God works through whoever he wants. He's the master and creator of the universe. Um, it doesn't matter your age. Knowing if God calls you, he gives you what you need to accomplish it. But number two, I think I'm not always young, just leaders in general, but, but it does happen to young leaders quite often, is pride will creep its way in. Thinking if, if some good things are happening, it's easy to think, oh, I must be the best at this position. I'm the greatest. God, God picked the best, right? Um, I'm so glad God picked me because I would be better than this person. So number two, you have to be humble. You have to have humility. You have to go in knowing that I am a servant of the God Most High. That the scriptures in the New Testament where Jesus says the greatest will be the least. And the least will be the greatest. Knowing that, that even Jesus, the, our, you know, the great, great servant, our Savior, washed the feet of his disciples. Knowing that going in that you have to be, you have to have a servant's heart to be not only a young leader but a leader a good godly leader has to have humility. We see in in Daniel where where pride had creeped its way into King Nebuchadnezzar, and and all God wanted him to really admit that that God was God, that He was in charge. But King Nebuchadnezzar couldn't do that, so so God took it away, knowing that God can take your ministry away. 
God can take the thing that he called you to away if we don't act in humility and knowing that all of this, all the things that we do in church, um, whether you do worship or youth or children's or you lead, uh, if you help in sound, if you're a pastor, um, whatever it might be, knowing that God can take it away from you if you're not responsible with it. And we see God do that in Scripture. God takes it away from the believer if he's not being accountable to it, if he's not being responsible to it. Um, and I think just knowing who God is humbles us in general. When we know that God is almighty, he is powerful, he is holy, he is set apart from everything else, it makes us humble. We can't be nothing but humble when we think of these things. Not to hurt anybody's pride, but you're not the best. You're not the greatest. God is the greatest. And I hope that, that we can uh, come to agreement on that in the church. Um, when you're a young leader, you know, you, you feel like you're being called. You know, hopefully you know that, that God is the one who, who ordains and God is the one who calls. Um, you don't put yourself there. God places you there. Um, and that's great. But I think with Paul and Timothy's relationship, number three screams out to me. You need Christian mentors. And, you know, one is great, two is better, three is probably the best. Um, have as many as you can get. Um, you don't have to call them every day. You don't have to do Bible studies with them every day. These are people who have been there. Paul had been there, and Timothy needed Paul to guide and lead him through the people he was also responsible to him. And when you, you know, when you get these Christian mentors, they're not like our, they're not bosses. Um, when I, when I uh, accepted the call to be a pastor, and I talked to our pastor here, um, he didn't lord it, you know, he wasn't the lord over me. Um, he didn't you know, say, you're horrible at this, you know, you should be more like me. Um, that would be a horrible, a horrible leadership. Instead, he coached me, he showed me um, things that, that he did that, that helped him, um, but not to, but he specifically told me not to be like him, be who God had called me to be. And I think that spoke uh, huge to me, knowing that I didn't have to be our pastor. I just had to be what God had called me uh, to be. Um, but I think, you know, the cool part here in scripture that we see with Paul and, and Timothy's relationship in Philippians chapter 2, uh, verse uh, 19 through 22. Um, and I think it's just cool that we get to see this in scripture, just the relationship that he had. He's talking to the church in Philippi here, Paul is, and he says, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him uh, who will show genuine concern for your welfare. For everyone who looks out for their own interests, not for everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But who know, But you know that Timothy has proved himself, because as a son. With his father, he has served with you in the work of the gospel. So here we see Paul and Timothy, Paul talking about their relationship as, as brothers in Christ and, and him being uh, Timothy's mentor. He says, I have no one else like him. Um, and I think that's the relationship that builds when, when you develop good, godly Christian mentors uh, in your life who have been there, who have failed, who have succeeded, 
um, what has worked, what hasn't worked, all these things. Um, you don't have to do it alone. You don't need to do it alone. But also with with Christian mentors, they keep you accountable because it can be easy to get off track and, and off focus of, of the calling that God's placed on your life. When you have a good godly mentor in your life, they're the one that puts you back on track, who show you how to get back on the path sometimes. Um, and, and that's a blessing because we know we are to keep each other accountable. Um, these are people that in, in, in your times of ministry when you're struggling and you don't know what to do and it seems like you're, you're being attacked by Satan left and right, these are the people you call to pray for you because these are the people that are going to earnestly pray for you. Um, and every believer needs to have somebody to, that, that will earnestly pray for them. Um, and I think that's been a big blessing in my life as a young leader that I know I have people in this church praying that God continues to use me and to call me wherever he needs me to be. Um, and I pray, I have people that I pray for, um, that they would, uh, that God would use them in the same ways. Um, and prayer is more powerful than I think we realize as, as leaders. You know, we're so caught up a lot of times as leaders in praying for others, and we, and we should, that's our responsibility. But knowing that there are other leaders and other people maybe in your church or even outside your church, praying for your church, praying for you that you would lead uh, well and guide well so that the, the kingdom might be advanced. And, that, and that's a huge blessing. That just shows the, the depths of the body of Christ, that it isn't just you know, held to your church. I know um, I have mentors that aren't a part of, of our church or, or whatever, that they're in a different church, but I know that if I need help that they'll pray uh, for me. Um, so that's number three. But number four is a huge one. And this was a hard one for me to accept. This was a hard one for me to wrap my, my head around, um, knowing that you will fail. You will mess up. You will do something that you shouldn't have done. Knowing that you will fail is a scary thing. Because you know the responsibility you have. You don't want to fail. So many Many called leaders in the church just don't do it because there's an ability to fail. Um, I know when I got called to, to, to preach, I didn't want to do it because not only did I not like to talk in front of people, um, I knew that I wasn't, e I, I wasn't equipped to do it or I didn't have enough education. I didn't even know the beginnings of it. Um, I knew that I would fail. Um, if I preached, and I just kept feeling this calling on my life, and um, I finally just surrendered to it, and understanding that I was going to fail, and that was going to be okay, um, and then when you look in the Bible, and all these examples, there's a lot of, a lot of leadership where they've made a huge mistake, they've made a huge mistake, or, and they get disciplined for it, but God restores them, and God restores us in the same way when we fail. God is the uh, is the God of restoration. He He brings us and puts us back uh, where we need to be, even when we do something uh, that messed it all up. Maybe you should have went that direction instead of this. Maybe you didn't pray before you did something as a leader. Um, God disciplines those whom He loves, but He also um, corrects and restores us where we need to go. Um, so going in knowing that you're gonna mess up just eases 
the tension to follow the calling that God's placed on your life. Sometimes just going in and basically having the ticket to fail. Maybe your mental mentor tells you, you know, here's this small thing, you run with it. If it fails, it fails. Um, just knowing that that it's okay to mess up because in those moments, God teaches us as, as well. You know, we see that in Scripture too, that, that a lot of these moments are teachable moments. That God's putting them in the, their lowest spot to teach them and humble them. Um, and, and failing is a huge blessing as a leader. We don't think that, um, and and I understand why we don't think that. No one wants to fail. No one wants to mess up. And I'm not telling you to to mess it all up just so that you can learn, because um, that's not what we're called to do. We're called to be responsible and to put everything we have into the calling that that God places on our life. But but knowing that there will be moments that we mess up, there will be moments that we don't get it right. There'll be moments where we say things we shouldn't have said. Um, and praise God that we have a God who forgives and a God who restores um, and a God who reconciles us back to him um, through his son Jesus Christ because um, knowing that you're not above anybody else, you have a responsibility to the things that God's given to you, but you're not above anybody else. God is is the God who is above all. Um, so knowing that, that God will put you back if you mess up um, helps. Um, I know when I first did uh, my first message uh, preaching, um, I screwed it all up. I, I, I was bouncing around scripture. I was not following my notes. Um, I had a lot of ums and a lot of um, uh, I don't know where I'm at type stuff. Um, but, but God then affirms the calling. I got done with, with my first message knowing that, okay, this wasn't very good. Um, that I, I messed up, you know, I could have done better, um, but God sits there and affirms the calling. That wasn't the moment to quit. That wasn't, that isn't, you know, how it's always going to be. You keep learning. You keep, you keep learning from uh, your pastor, mentors you have. Um, all these things that, you know, we continue to grow. We continue to learn as a young leader. And I know here at our church, we have quite a few young leaders in our church, and, and that's a huge blessing but it does leave room for for mess ups and and, and failures in in the ministries, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with with needing a little bit of help with messing up something and asking for someone to to come in and help you. Um, I think we see see David uh, mess up in a few spots. We see Moses uh, mess up in a few spots. We see some of these huge Christian characters of the Bible mess up. And then God restores them. God uh, ends up putting them back where they need to be. But the last one, I think, is the most important one. Um, the last one here, uh, number five, that, that, that all young leaders need to know is to be faithful to the one who has called you. Be faithful to the one who has given you the gift to, to serve uh, Jesus Christ to be be the light of the world be faithful to God the one who has put you where you need to be um, and I think there's a cool passage here in Romans chapter 8 
uh, 31 and 32, and it says, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, now will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? God is the one who provides you with the skills and the necessities to do whatever he's called you to. He's not going to call you somewhere and not give you the things to equip you, to train you, to grow you uh, in wherever leadership role he's called you to be. If you're you know, 20 years old and, and you're the youth pastor, um, this is important to know. If God's called you there, he's going to give you the things you need to lead it. Um, as long as we are faithful to him, who has called us. Um, you know, if we're not faithful with, with what he's given to us, with uh, or not faithful in, in the things that, you know, he, he's given us responsibility because we know scripture says where much is given, uh, much is required. Um, God does expect things from us. Um, he doesn't expect nothing. Um, he expects us to do everything we can to uh, fulfill the calling that he's placed on our lives 100% wholeheartedly so we have to be faithful in prayer we have to be faithful in reading his word because we know his word is 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 God breathed God has spoken to us you want to hear from God um, you read your Bible you need help in leadership encouragement you read the word of God because that is in itself uh, a blessing to have that that it, it's the thing that trains us rebukes us it's the thing that corrects us um, in every good work, that's what that's what uh, I believe what Second Timothy three uh, sixteen and seventeen says. Um, it's the thing. It's the thing that equips us to do the calling God's placed on our life. Um, and I think that the another thing with that is you have to know the Holy Spirit's voice. It's hard to do that as a young leader, especially if you have maybe I've been a believer for for a really long time. You have to know the voice. Of God, you have to know the voice of the Holy Spirit. Um, when God says to go this direction or that direction, there can't be any doubt in your mind that that is where you need to go. Um, because if there is, you might just go down uh, the wrong path. So, with these five things, I'll, let me repeat them again, just so that hopefully we we understand them. God can work through you regardless of your age. I don't care if you're 15. I don't care if you're 85. God can work through you regardless of your age, and he proves that through his word, um, and he proves it just by how mighty he is. Um, we don't put limitations on God. You don't have to be 33 to start uh, doing leadership uh, in the church. God calls who he calls, and we don't need to question that. Um, number two, humility. You got to be humble. You got to be a humble believer in Jesus Christ. You have to know that the, the greatest will be the least and the least will be the greatest. You have to know that you have to have a, a servant's heart. You have to serve. That is what Jesus Christ came to do to serve. Um, number three, you need to have Christian mentors. Um, you need to have someone to hold you accountable. You need to have someone who's going to who their no's are going to be no's and their yeses are going to be yes. They're not, someone who's not going to lie to you. Someone who's not just going to, you know, talk you up and encourage you. I know we, you know, those are good things. We need to do that for each other. But this is why we need Christian mentors to, to tell us when they think that we are 
maybe going down the wrong path or or not being faithful we're all we all can make mistakes um and we need these christian mentors to speak into their lives and those christian mentors need somebody else and and what i would throw in there maybe um maybe you as a leader you need to find someone younger than you so that you can train them up as well that's the that's the structure of the church you know we need to continue to invest and build in uh, each other's lives every single day not just on on sundays and wednesdays and whatever day that uh you know you come in for services and those types of things you need to to build in each other's lives every single day um and number four you need to know that you're going to fail the bible proves it the the bible shows it you don't want to fail you don't seek to fail but you will fail, and you have to be understanding of that. You have to dust it off, pick it up, and keep doing what God has called you to do. And that flows right into the last one. Be faithful to the one who has called you. There's no greater thing to be called by God to serve in ministry to serve in the church to serve wherever he has you to serve whether that's to just go down the street and pray for people um there's lots of different ways there's lots of different applications to to the ministry that god places on your life now they're not all going to be the same like like what i mentioned to you um the pastor here who who's a big mentor of mine told me don't be like him i might imitate his faith and and hopefully we can imitate uh, the faith of our, of our leaders and of our mentors because they're living out the life that God's called them to. But I'm not to be his personality. I'm not to be like him. Um, I'm to be who God had made me to be. Um, and that's important for you to know as leader. You don't have to do everything the leader before you did. Um, you don't have to be exactly the same. Um, it's going to look different because you are different from them. As long as you're in the line of... Of biblical teaching and where God's placed you, you'll be where you need to be. Um, and just knowing that that God is the Creator, God God is the one who's faithful to us, and He's the one who equips us. Why would we uh, worry about what we need when when God feeds the birds of the air and clothes the the fields? Um, wouldn't He do the same thing for us? And He does the same things every single day. So what I would like to say to to churches here who may who might struggle maybe you have no young leaders maybe you you're all in your 40s and 50s and um you really don't have any young uh young people even um, thinking about being a leader in the church thinking about doing music or things with children or or the sound or cleaning or serving and and all those different things i would encourage you to build into their lives to invest into their lives to to encourage them and show them how great and awesome it is to serve. I'll share a moment with you. And this has stuck with me for uh, a little while here. Um, and this would probably be just be my final thought about all of this. Um, this was before I held any leadership role. I just wanted to serve. Um, I just wanted to do something. I felt, I felt like I had to, to do something. Um, and I was in here. I was painting one of these walls. Um, I just felt the Holy Spirit speak to me and he said, you're not doing this for me. You're not doing this for Christ. You're doing this to be recognized. And that changed my whole outlook on on what it meant to be a leader in the church. It's not about the congratulations. It's not about being encouraged. It's not about any of that. It's about serving God where God places you at. To 
to glorify him in food and drink and service and everything that you do here on earth is to glorify God, is to show the glory of God to those uh, who don't know him. And that's a huge blessing to just be serving and, and showing the light of Jesus Christ. And that's amazing. So this weekly verse is 1 Timothy 4.12, which says, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech and conduct and love and faith and purity. And again, I would like to say this is a podcast brought to you by New Life Ministries. Uh, if you'd like to give, you can give at newlifeministries-indiana.com. And that concludes our episode for this week. Hopefully this has been an encouragement any maybe even a little bit of a learning moment uh, for you as a young leader and a church looking to to help uh, young leaders. Um, if you'd like to leave a comment or a request for an episode, you can email uh, me at kingdomfaith2001 at gmail.com. And thank you for listening to Kingdom Faith.